0: Welcome to Wire Talk with Karen Stubbs, a podcast designed to encourage and equip moms by answering your questions about motherhood, hopefully helping you maintain your faithfulness to God while experiencing a peaceful life on your journey. Here's your host, Sunny Williams. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Wire Talk with Karen Stubbs. I'm Sunny. I'm your host today, and I'm here with the lovely Karen herself. She's looking at me like, what are you going to say today? (laughs) How are you, Karen? Uh, I'm doing so good. Are I'm you recovered? So did you make it? I did. Sore's over.
1: And I'm hoping we've got some new moms on that are joining us for the first time. Maybe they didn't
0: know we had a podcast. Right. And now they're on. So full disclosure for those new moms. Yeah. This was actually taped long before SOAR. Yes. <laughs> so we're just going to name and claim that sore went amazing. It was wonderful. And it was fantastic. Life-changing. Life-changing. <laughs> We all have peace that we never knew existed. That's right. You know, that for the hearts and minds that transcends all human understanding. Yes. My favorite verse, actually. Yes. And so with our topic coming up today, we're probably going to need all that peace. and That's right. And And whatnot.
1: Our our topic is addressing conflict with friends and siblings. Okie doke. So we all need the peace where this is concerned.
0: Well, and I feel like this particular topic could go from birth to death like amen it's not gonna just be for it children it's
1: not a one and
0: done yeah so i'm feeling like i'm i'm this is one of those i'm like ooh, i'm excited to hear this
1: yes yes well hopefully you'll enjoy it but these are great questions so let's just dive in and see what the moms are sending our way
0: we're gonna do it yes all right here we go our first question says we have next door neighbors within a year's age of each of my boys who are six and eight our two younger boys got into a physical fight Mm. down the street while we were outside playing and my child noticeably hurt the other kid. Mm -hmm. Their mom got mad at me about it and has ignored us since. Mm -hmm. The kids don't play together anymore. We've been neighbors for two and a half years. My boys apologized for their part in the incident by video that I sent to our neighbor. The alienation on our street is obvious. We have always required our kids to accept responsibility and apologize. And the neighbors have seen me do this over the years. How would you respond to this?
1: Well, this is a really hard situation. It really is. They live in the same neighborhood, on the same street, same age children. But if you've apologized and your neighbor is still not talking to you, then I just think you got to let it go. And I know that's hard. Mm -hmm. And I know you want some closure to it and you want to move on but you can't make someone listen to you Mm -hmm. and you can't make someone realize that you're sincere or your child is sincere in their apology Mm -hmm. and if they've done that then really and truly there's nothing else you can do yeah and i do think you can pray for this family and pray for the situation and just ask god you know Work it out in his timing, you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. My one question I did wonder about is why they chose to do a video apology. Now, I don't know when this question was written because mm-hmm. we don't get that once we, we get the questions. Sure, it could have been during COVID where sure. there were no face to face. Well, it couldn't have been because they got into a physical fight, fight. right? My only thing, and I did. And I sort of struggled with this. Like, do I talk about this? Do I not? But you know, this mom's writing your question and she's sincere. She wants some help. I just wonder if the family thought that was insincere a video Mm. because that's the easy way out. Mm. Mm -hmm. You know, I think I would really pray about, all right, Lord, is a face-to-face apology necessary for my son to go apologize to their son? Even if they don't even hear it, I just think that's going above and beyond. Yeah. And I just think face to face is more personal. It's gonna be harder on your son, especially probably because a lot of time has lapsed. Mm-hmm. But I think I think I would encourage your son like, hey, you physically hurt this boy. We allowed you to do the video, but after thinking about it, processing, praying about it, we think really and truly a face to face. Because I'm going to be honest, if somebody hit or hurt my child, Mm -hmm. and I just got a video, I would be like, you know what? I want a face-to-face. Yeah. I would. Would you? I would, yeah. Yeah, and I know that's hard, and that's why I was like, do I? But you know, I think these moms write in, they want honest answers from us. So pray about it, you know, and just see where the Lord leads you on it. I wouldn't want to stir it up again, but... Maybe that is what is sort of the holding this family back. I don't know well, and even if even
0: if the face to face apology isn't received, right, you have the the knowledge of I've done everything I can do, and then it then it's closed. There's no exactly. more wondering about it, yes, you know, and but I also think too, like for the mom to have. The mom reach out and be kind of like what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I thought about it. I don't know why we made that choice to begin with. Yeah. Or here's why we made that choice to begin with. But it's just really been bothering me and yeah. nagging me, and I just really feel like I need to come to you face to face, and and I'm sorry mm-hmm. for whatever you know. And then then it's done. Like right. then you can't exactly you know, and. But no, I I do agree with you on that. When I read that, I was like, Mm -hmm. the COVID was the first thing that came to my mind Mm -hmm. too. But it's, it's hard when it's your kids and somebody's- It is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's a tough situation. It is. But I would really and truly just ask the Lord, okay, give me wisdom here and give me the courage to do what's the right thing, even though it's hard. And I think it's good to circle back with your son and just say, you know, we did sort of go the easy route. But after thinking about it, we need to do the right thing. And that's face to face.
0: I love that. Yeah, I love that. And kind of going back to our interview with Sarah Yeah, Bragg a couple of weeks ago, hard. it's hard. Mm-hmm. And we, we can do hard things and we need to teach our kids that they can do hard you
1: things. You can and you will. Yeah. I loved what she said about yeah, that. Ladies, great. moms, if y'all did not hear that podcast. Two uh, weeks back. Yeah, go back and
0: listen to it. It was so good. So great. Sarah
1: Bragg was our guest and she was excellent.
0: Now you you said this already, but let's just because you know I like to round it out. Yeah. The one practical thing that this mom can do today to try to navigate the situation with her neighbor.
1: I just said search your heart and ask God if a face to face apology is needed since so much time has transpired. Good.
0: Yeah. That's a really great question. Like I don't I don't know that we've ever had a conflict no. that runs like that deep, like through kids onto the parents and that kind of thing. Yeah. That's really good. It's hard though. Yeah. It's real too. Our next question says, I have three kids. The oldest two are both boys in elementary school. The older one is bossy. The younger one tends to get very frustrated and physical when he is misunderstood. Mm -hmm. They'll be playing great. And then all of a sudden start punching each other. Is this common among brothers at this age? I tell the older one to listen and the younger one to use his words all the time. I think it's maturity, but they're so physical. Mm. Can I just say that this question (laughs) makes me giggle so hard because I'm an only child. Yeah. And when our kids started showing their love for each other i would get so upset yeah and john's like that's just how siblings
1: are and i'm like i don't understand this my dad was an only child and he he had four girls and he did not understand it either yeah. and he would tell us that all the time i don't understand why you're doing this i would have killed dad a sibling yeah uh-huh. and we were like whatever dad you yeah. know but yeah it is it's it's what siblings do so boys, i understand
0: this mom yes wholeheartedly
1: Boys are very physical. Yeah. And honestly, once again, it sounds like this mom is coaching them in the right way. She's coaching the older not Mm -hmm. to be so bossy. She's coaching the younger, hey, you got a voice, use it, you know, speak up. And a lot of times when a child is more passive, like her younger, they get bossed around and one too many times they explode. (laughs) And that's just typical. That is the way that goes. So it sounds like uh, what's happening Is very normal, but the mom is handling it the right way, and maturity, especially for little boys, takes a while to kick in. So, my just hang in there and keep doing what she's doing because she's doing a great job.
0: I feel like there's some there's some color study that y'all that could be done in here too, totally, to help them communicate with each other. Mm -hmm. Um, The
1: oldest sounds like a red, and the younger sounds like a green. I would get Kathleen Edelman's book is out, you know, about children. I said mm -hmm. this, you heard that. I would get that book. And I'd read, hey, these are your brother's strengths. Here are his weaknesses. Mm -hmm. You need to play towards his strengths and not his weaknesses and vice versa. Yeah, You know, I mean, I had two red children and one green child, and I was constantly coaching them. Hey, you're bossy. Like, you know, people don't like to be bossed around. And I know you're a leader, but there's a good way to lead and a bad way to lead. And what you're doing is not good, you know, kind of thing. So... But And I had to constantly coach Emily, like, hey, sweetie, you've got a voice. God gave you a voice. I know it's hard for you to stand up for yourself, but you need to learn. You need to do it. And yeah. she did. She did learn. She did do it. But it took a long
0: time for yeah. her to get that. You yeah. know. So keep going, mama. So what's one practical thing that she can do today? I just said keep doing what you're doing. But I
1: think what you said about the colors is really good. So if you're a new mom listening to this podcast— and you don't know what we're talking about with the colors, there's lots of podcasts on personalities. So go back, research them, listen to all the different colors, Mm -hmm. what are the strengths, what are the weaknesses, how to work with them, what they need, all of that. As we always say at Birds in a Wire, be a student of your child.
0: And I'm telling you, it will revolutionize... How You Parent. Yeah. Um, But we can also ask Katie to go back and put some of those episodes in the show notes so they can easily find out about that. Katie, Katie, you're awesome. She's awesome. We love her. Okay. Our next question says, my five-year-old is an only child, so she's used to things... Basically being what she likes since there's no need to balance other preferences. As a result, she's really quite sassy and (laughs) disrespectful when things don't go her way and gets intensely frustrated when she doesn't win. We do not let her win. What on earth do you do with this? Mm. She used to be so kind and empathetic, but it seems that has just disappeared. I'm brokenhearted and at my wit's end with the behavior. I don't want her to behave just because she's afraid of consequences, but it seems like nothing else matters.
1: Well, this scenario is bound to happen. Mm-hmm. I do love to get your feedback on this since you were an only child, Sunny. Mm-hmm. But I think I would create a little friction in her life to where things don't always go her way. She doesn't always get what she wants. She is an only child, but there's three people in the family, mm-hmm. mom, dad, and child. Mm-hmm. And you know, I would just start teaching her, hey, the way you're responding is not okay. You know, In life, you don't always get what you want. And uh, we're all in this family together and we all have to work together. Dad doesn't always get what he wants. You don't always get, I don't always get what I want, Mm -hmm. but I, you don't see me pitching a fit, Yeah, you know, and this is the right way to respond. What you're doing is the wrong way and teach her Mm -hmm. just because she's an only child doesn't mean she can always get what she wants. Yeah. And that's just life. Yeah. And I would give her, you know, examples like, you know. I know you want to go out and get ice cream. We went and did that last night, but tonight Dad wants to stay home and he wants to bake cookies as a family. So we're going to do what Dad wants to do. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when my kids were younger and you know they wanted tacos for dinner, and Greg would say, "I really don't want tacos," you know, again, mm-hmm. can we have? you know, pork chops or whatever. That was not my kid's favorite. Yeah. But I would just say, Hey guys, Dad's voted for pork chops. We haven't had them in over a month, so we're gonna have pork chops tonight. Oh pork chops, I understand. But it's his turn. Mm-hmm. He gives a lot into y'all's chicken nuggets. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. easy tacos mm-hmm. and pizza. So we're gonna do something for Dad. And that's just learning to live with another person. Yeah. So what is your since you are an only child, what can you speak into this?
0: Well, I don't really know because my situation was I was a latchkey kid from first grade. So okay. I was by myself. A lot. So I didn't have friction. Yeah. My mom was a single mom at the time. And so she, you know, she was just trying to provide. And yeah, so by the t- get and food so when, on the table. Yeah. And so when she got home, like she was tired. Mm-hmm. And I knew that. And I, I would go to my grandparents' house or do whatever. So I didn't have that. I didn't have that type of situation. Mm -hmm. Now, Dora wasn't only until she was five. Yeah, which is a long time. It is a long time. And I can remember when her little friends would come over and play. She was usually a pretty good sharer, but there was still that with us. Mm -hmm. And it's still this way. Well, but I want mac and cheese. I'm like, well, I appreciate that, but you had mac and cheese yesterday, so we're going to have something else. And then that's usually followed up with the, aw, you know, trying to manipulate that way back in, which that's her direction, not so Mm -hmm. much the sassy pants. Sure. Because I shut sassy down really fast. (laughs) Not probably in a good way. So what you just said about, hey, dad wants pork chops, that is something that we had, I learned to incorporate. I wish I had learned that lesson a lot sooner. Yeah. You just need to remember that there are three other people in the house Mm -hmm. and what, What you choose affects all three, and we need to make sure everybody is being taken into account. Right. And I feel like with this child, she's bound to be starting kindergarten Mm -hmm. or first grade, I guess, kindergarten at this age. five. So if she hasn't learned how to do that yet, she's about to. And so I I bring that up just because I think there's also a maturity issue at this particular age. Like this is one of those big key key jumps in their development. And I think you'll... I think this mom will start to see a big shift, yeah. in partnership with the teachers.
1: But I would definitely go ahead and start it at the home. Yeah, you know, and that that the idea of
0: if you've got twenty five other kids in the class, it's never going to be what you want to. It's no. never going to be what you want it to be, right? And that to start learning those lessons now, yeah, I think it's fantastic. Yeah, like the way that you phrased that was so perfect. Yeah. So, what's one thing that this sweet mom can do today to help with the single child? I don't want to call it a syndrome because that makes it sound like it's bad. The single child mentality of what what happens when they don't get their way.
1: Right. I'd set up your household to where she feels the weight that she's not the only one involved. You're a team working together. You're a smaller team Mm -hmm. than other families, but you're still a team. Yeah. You know, and she's got to come to realization that the world does not revolve around her. And listen, I had four children, and that was still a hard concept for each of my children to grasp, some harder than others,
0: you know, the other thing I was going to mention I was was I scrolled back. She said she used to be so kind and empathetic. Mm-hmm. That made me start to wonder, is she spending time with friends who are who have that behavior? Maybe she's mm-hmm. emulating that behavior? It could be and then then there were times where it was things that Dora was watching on TV there oh, were shows sure. on di- even on di- like disney nickelodeon i was like i don't think you need to watch that for a while no why because you are starting to act just like that and we're not going to do I that i don't like that absolutely 100 yeah. percent. i agree
2: with you hey moms wanted to take a quick break to tell you about something brand new that i'm super excited about our most popular group curriculum mom core is now available as an online course formatted specifically for individuals, which means it's available to you even if you're not part of a small group right now. No matter the age of your child, this course is going to equip you to parent with confidence in a more peaceful home. Now, within MomCore Online, you've got access to the six MomCore lessons, and in these lessons, Karen's gonna walk you through understanding your purpose in motherhood, setting boundaries, managing your time so you can stop being so overwhelmed, understanding the four personality temperaments and why they matter, using discipline appropriately at any age, and learning the secret to contentment no matter what your circumstance. And then in addition to Karen's video lessons, when you sign up for the MomCore online course, you will have reflection questions for each session, daily devotional readings, we're gonna send you lock screen graphics to help you remember these lessons that you're learning. Um, You'll get Karen quote printables, And each session is going to have a deep dive library that you can click through to see blog posts or podcast episodes that are relevant to that topic. This course is a curated mom toolbox full of practical and useful lessons that you can return to time and time again. Once you're enrolled, the content is available to you for life. Enrollment is open now, but the course is going to begin September 1st. And once it's begun, we're not going to reopen enrollment until 2022. To get signed up, head to boaw.mom slash online. Again, once we close enrollment, you're not going to be able to jump in until next year. And I really know some of you need this this fall. We want you to parent with confidence in a more peaceful home starting today. So head to boaw.mom slash online to join us.
0: Okay, let's get back to the show. Our next question says, I've been having problems with my three-year-old red son hitting and pushing down my two-year-old son. He will take toys away from his little brother when he turns his back to pick up another toy. The two-year-old gets so mad that he bites the three-year-old. Ouch. I've had countless conversations with him, many times outs, toys taken away, stickers only go so far. I'm not sure how to calm my red toddler and still be effective. Help. Mm. All right.
1: Let's just talk about both. I think both need to be addressed, not just the three-year-old or not just the two-year-old. So let's talk about both. Anytime the three-year-old hits, pushes the younger son, I would physically go over, pick him up, and remove him from the play area and make him sit by himself until he's ready to engage back in play without being physical. Mm -hmm. I know it's going to feel like she's doing this a lot because she probably will be at first, but your three-year-old has to learn that you can't bully others just to get your way. Even if they're little. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And that's where that learn that's where that starts. Hey, and this mom, I'm not getting after you. My children did the same thing. Oh, absolutely. This is just normal mm-hmm. childlike behavior. Yeah. I mean, listen, we just had Kelsey and her kids at the house and her little talon is Well, he's three in August. Mm -hmm. Harper's going to be three in October, Mm -hmm. and they are two Reds. Yep. They are two Dynamo Reds, and they have a love-hate for each other. (laughs) Talon is all about fire engines and fire trucks, and we have a bazillion at the house. Harper could care less, but when she comes over here, she's all about fire trucks, and she wants every one of his fire trucks. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) they push they hit you know and we have to get after both of them all the time so
0: this mom don't feel like you're the only one girl no dora bit somebody in preschool yeah and you know they won't tell you who they bit right yeah so i finally got her to to fess up and so chris reyes if you're listening I, there was that one day i, I called chris. chris when i was leaving i was like hey so the kid who bit i think it was trevor whoever mm. bit trevor that was dora Sorry. Really sorry about that. You know, so it's totally like, it, yeah. there's parts of it. It's normal behavior. Yeah. As in they're trying to figure out how to communicate and all that stuff. And trying
1: to defend themselves. Yes. Well, Emily was a biter, too. And so I get it. So the two year old, the biting, let's address that little pumpkin. Uh, when he bites his older brother, I would get him alone. I'd say, no, sir we do not bite i would change your voice your your i'd get serious lower the mm-hmm. voice you know and at that age even popping his little hand is very effective and if he keeps it up honestly i had to i bit emily mm-hmm. now i didn't break the skin i'm not Clearly, that crazy yes. but this is the deal and i learned this because i was like why is she biting cuz sometimes she wasn't even biting when she was mad she mm-hmm. was just she just reach over and Mm-hmm. By, snap at Kelsey, and I'm like, "What was that about?" But if you bite your arm, if you bite your own arm, it feels sort of cool in your mouth, like it's like a uh, uh-huh. it's sort yeah, of yeah. a, I don't know, it's a sensory weird sensory thing. Yes, uh-huh. and so I, I told Emily, and she was about two, maybe three, and I said, "Emily, that hurts. You're hurting Kelsey," and I said, "Let me show you." I wasn't mad. I wasn't yeah, angry. Yeah. And I just took an alarm and I sort of clamped down and she went, ow. And I said, see, you're hurting Kelsey. Do you want to hurt Kelsey? And she says, no. And I said, then stop doing that. Because if you keep doing that, you're going to get in trouble. Do you understand? And she's like, yes. And I'm like, okay. Now, it was several times. It wasn't yeah. <laughs> just a one and done. My kids were not perfect. But you you have to teach them like that hurts. Do you want to hurt your brother? Do yeah. you want and they may be like, Yeah, I do. Yeah. But you know, you're teaching the three year old, don't push, don't bully. You're mm-hmm. teaching your two year old, hey, biting is not a solution. Yeah. You know, say stop, come get mommy, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah.
0: It's so much training. It's for real. So I wanna ask a quick question. Sure. As she labeled both the three and the two year old red. Mm-hmm. Did I say that right? She labeled the red. She, na- the reds. she didn't really. Label she labeled two. the three year old red. Do you feel like two year old, like three and two, like can you label them that soon? You know,
1: like Talon and Harper are definite reds. But you know, sometimes when they're young like that, it's really hard. Because like I thought Abby was the green for the longest time. Mm-hmm. That girl's so red, it's not funny. But she was the baby and she was always getting what she wants. Yeah. And if a red's getting what they want, they're as pleasant as all get out. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I thought she was so easygoing because she was getting everything she wanted. Mm-hmm. So of course she's easygoing. So I don't know. Um, yes, I do think you can label them that young younger than two might be a little too young yeah but just keep being a student of your child because it might change as they yeah. get older they may not change but you might see different right situations yeah but I would really study it I would really just continue to watch don't peg them like you're definitely this and then yeah because mm-hmm. you might be wrong yeah. and listen I teach this stuff all the time and whenever I realized Abby was red she was a Early teenager, I was like, "Holy smokes, Mm -hmm. I just got schooled." Yep, yep. But then I looked back, and I'm like, "Duh, you were red." Yep. Where was I? Where was my brain? So,
0: well, no, it all makes perfect sense if she was the baby. Yeah, yeah, easy. So, so interesting. Okay, so back to this mom. Yep. So, what is one practical thing that she can do today to help navigate? the physicality through the two two siblings
1: yeah i would work on both of the boys behavior nobody is innocent here because both are feeding off of each other yeah so i would try to stop that dynamic duo and she can only do so much because they're so close in age three and two she's got her hands full for sure yeah but i would just keep focusing on both of them this is why motherhood
0: is hard yes girl i mean we never get a break this is true (laughs) <laughs> well, that was our last question of the day. Well, so I feel like we need to leave some, our moms with some hope for today. I know this it was one a feel lot. like it ended on like <laughs> too bad. Yeah. So just give the moms a, a little note of encouragement when it comes to handling conflict. Yes. And maybe why it's important for us to be learning it now.
1: Well, we teach them when they're young. So they'll hang on to it, hopefully. The younger you teach it, the better it goes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Emily is no longer a biter. <laughs> so that's good. Kelsey has learned not to be, I mean, she is bossy, but she's learned how to control her bossiness. Same mm-hmm. with Abby. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we just, day after day after day, we just have to keep doing what we know to do. And I go back to Sarah's, what she said, that hard can be, be good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And being a mom is hard. Yeah. It just is. But I truly believe that these moms are very capable of doing this hard job and doing it well. Yeah. And I think even though sometimes I know as a mom we feel like nobody sees all this work that I'm doing, it's mm-hmm. not being noticed, nobody cares. God cares. Yeah. And God loves all the hard work that they're doing. And you know what? We care. Birds on a Wire cares. And that's why we do these podcasts. And that's why we do the blog posts and all the resources that we give the moms because we want to help them in their journey of motherhood.
0: And to let you know specifically that you are not alone. No, there's not a single question that has ever come through that it's like, oh man, I don't think there's ever been another no. mother. There never will be another mother that has gone through this situation. Yep. So it's it's the crowdsourcing of motherhood. That's and right. I that's one of the things I love most about it. Mm-hmm. So thank you for that. You're for welcome. letting us know that we're not alone and that God sees it he and does. that He's and I think honors it as we go.
1: Yep, that verse in Isaiah forty eleven. He gently guides those we young, mm-hmm. and I love that he
0: sees us. Sometimes I feel like I needed to be a little more than gently guided, but <laughs> that's a personal <laughs> issue on my part. I'll, t- I'll take that up with. I'll take that up at my next quiet time. Uh, Moms, thank you so much for spending some time with us today. We hope that you end your time with us today feeling encouraged and equipped and the peace of God, and maybe inspired to gather together with some other moms in your community after this conversation. You are not alone. If this episode of Wire Talk has encouraged you, share it with a friend. Like, just take a screenshot of it playing on your phone, text it to a little note, or tag your friend in an Instagram post today. The show will grow by word of mouth, and we really appreciate how all of you help us reach more moms, but that's the point. We want to reach more moms to right. let you guys all know that that we are not alone. Mm-hmm. Praise Jesus, Hallelujah! And as always, if you have questions about mom life, we want to hear them. So email us at info at moms dot com or send us a message on social media. We are the at symbol Birds on a Wire Moms on Facebook and Instagram. All right, moms, that's it for us for today. Tune in next week to see if we cover your questions. And until then, have a great day. Thank you for listening to Wire Talk with Karen Stubbs, the podcast designed to encourage and equip you on your journey of motherhood.